Welcome to a happy Friday. Alex joins me. She has a uh, sarcastic look on her face and then like a weird look. It's also- uh, Also just on? my face. You no, know, like you look like you're like, Aah. that's the sound. Like, yeah, exactly. What's with your nails, dude? Oh, they're for Halloween. Who, who are you or what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm just going to redo Catwoman and that's why I got scary long nails. So I can, ah. Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman? Yes, of course, the only. Yeah, my fir- the first time I realized I liked women. Five, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was four years, how old was I? Four, four and five going on? No, six, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I lost it. <laughs> I lost how old I was when that, that came out. But I remember I remember watching the movie theater and being like, oh, I, what's going on in my jellies? Like, I don't understand. Like, I feel something. <laughs> do and then I realized forever and she has been a, the biggest crush of my life for a very long time. Oh yeah and I mean her Catwoman was like she was like scary sexy it was like ooh you're scaring me but I want to bang you. Yes absolutely that's why Catwoman works. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why Batman and, and Catwoman had to be had to get married all the random basic chicks that Bruce was dating were just never going to work he's too dark for that. No yeah no. He needs Selena. Um, so moving on, I'm very happy. I have no stress anymore in the world except for hate week, which is upon uh-huh. us. But uh, I know that I heard this term today. I heard this term. It could be your best friend. It could be your uncle. It could be your dad. It could be your mom. It could be anybody, your brother, sister. You can always have a sports enemy. No matter what, you're going to always disagree with each other. I heard this this morning. Okay. And, I, yeah. And I, I know your opinion on the Dodgers winning the World Series as a fake championship or a tiny ring for a tiny season. (laughs) Because I know you're a Giants fan. I understand that. And how every time in those those three championships watching the Giants win, I wanted to find the nearest trash receptacle and bomb it. But you know, I kept it clean. I kept it clean. I never, I, ne- I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. I just let it go because <laughs> I respect them. I don't respect the Angels, but I respect the Giants as our hateful rivals from the Bay Area. And I know a lot of Giants fans reached out to me that are friends. Really? And some, yeah. And I had some that were very cordial and very sweet. And then I had some that were completely asinine. Um, and they know who they are if they listen to this show. And two of them, two of them really do actually, which is actually kind of nice. But so. I mean, I just thought it was funny that the Giants had to do their like on this day post, which was basically the same day when they swept the Tigers. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I have to repost this. This was like, this is legit. But you know, Major League Baseball is doing their on this day World Series posts every day, which is what the Giants had shared. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, today, today is the anniversary of um, the Nationals winning last year. Like today's the game seven of them beating those cheating bastards, which was nice. That's a team that I will have respect for in the future when all those assholes are gone. So, but uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. I mean. We both live in Los Angeles, city of champions right now. And then now all the haters from not only Giants fandom, but haters from like all over the country, even Pat Riley, 
the GM of the Miami Heat, president of operations, is like, oh, yeah, this, this year totally has an asterisk. And I'm like, dude, why you got to be bitter? If the Heat would have won, you would have been like, yeah, we're the champions. And then right. I guess like, I feel a little bit differently. Baseball's the only one that had this, like, micro season, right? Because, I mean, basketball already had, like, half of their season. and then it They got, had three-fourths of their season, yeah. Yeah, so then it got stopped, and then they went to playoff mode. Makes sense. Like, that... I for basketball, I think it's a little unfair to say that it it has an asterisk. But I think baseball is the only one where it's like, what they played a third of the season. It's just kind of weird because the way I see like what makes a championship team like truly a championship is like you play your 140 whatever games, 62, 162 games, and you're healthy. Your players are even if they got injured, they recovered in time. Um, you play, you get all the way through your playoffs and it leaves plenty of room for your coaching to make really fucking bad decisions because what makes a team a champion, right? It's literally everybody. That's what we witnessed with poor little Blake Snell who got pulled out of that game when he was doing so well. Like when I was watching that game, I was like, dude, doc, it's going to go to game seven because this guy is like not letting anything through. And then this coach. Uh, he let one hit happen. Someone got on base and they were like, no, you're out. And it was just, it just caved. They crumbled. So back to my original point, that was just something that was sad. And I felt really bad for that guy wearing his mask. And you could just see the mask like moving and you were like, oh, you know, he's so fucking bad. What a time to have a mask too. In this day and age, it's like, dude, I'm going to wear the mask and I'm just going to talk shit the whole game. Yeah. So felt bad for that guy. Shout out to Blake Snell. But uh, hey, yeah. he, he signed the deal with them. So fuck him. It's like, dude, yeah. you could have been a free agent after this year. And you could have you could have been like, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> Yankees, what's up? What's your number? What's your digits? Right. Um, so I mean, I guess in the sense of like you play over 160 games, you survive any injuries, obstacles that get in your way. You're and I've. I remember you even said like, wow, that pitching change was a total Dodgers move. It leaves plenty of room for your staff to make those dumb decisions that they do too. calling like in football, calling a play that doesn't fucking work or shouldn't, they shouldn't do all these different factors that build up a championship team where everyone's making the right decisions. Everyone's gone through all of the vetting. Then that's weird about like the MLB season is it just got, shoved down into like I don't know just a handful of games and it was just it was just kind of weird I for me yeah it was weird but it was also like I was mad about a lot of things because I'm an old man about my my baseball and 60 games with two days or three days off or something or 60 games 66 days that's insane then um no video playback for these modern players. That's why Cody Bellinger sucked this year. Christian Yelich was terrible this year. They, those guys go back in the clubhouse and watch video. They can't do that anymore. Uh, not mm-hmm. at least not this year. Thanks Astros. Um, and then the, just the whole like COVID thing was really bizarre. And you had teams like I give credit to the Marlins. I give credit for to the St. Louis Cardinals that had games where they had, they were like in little league again. They had to play double headers every day. And how fucking grinding is that? 
And I hate the commissioner of baseball. I think he's a complete asshole. And I thought he was having a stroke on, uh, on Tuesday night. I don't know. He was either, my buddy's like, he's really drunk or he's legitimately having a stroke. And I was like, he's probably having, I don't know. I hope he's having a stroke because everyone's booing him. And it's like, that dude just is so tone deaf with everything. And they didn't fit the bill for the COVID testing and stuff like that. They did some stuff, but they didn't have a real legit bubble. It was all just bullshit. It was all just We also need to touch on the Justin Turner thing. Because I I need your opinion, what you think. Did they really not find out until the eighth inning that Justin Turner tested positive? I think so. Here's my this has been going on with the homie conspiracy theory, by the way, right? So the homie conspiracy theory that has begun. Oh, since I think Mookie, since the cheating scandal happened, right? And the cheating scandal broke. The homie conspiracy is that <clears throat> the Astros obviously got caught. MLB didn't know how to, how to make it up. They obviously weren't going to strip the Astros with the title. Dodgers didn't want the title to be stripped and then given to them. They wanted no part of that. So they didn't suspend any of the players, which was bad. And then the Red Sox were also caught cheating a year later against the Dodgers, but their penalty wasn't necessarily that their manager did get fired, but their penalty was actually trading Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. And then for nothing, by the way, one of the worst trades ever, you got absolutely nothing back. And then, and the Red Sox will tell you, Oh, we saved a bunch of money and blah, blah. blah. It's like, you're fucking Boston. You have tons of cash. What, what, where, you know, what debts do you really have? Right. Then the other conspiracy homie, homie hit me up with this conspiracy theory on, um, on Tuesday. He's like, what if Justin Turner, they caught, they, they, they did actually find out during the game that he was caught with COVID mm-hmm. hold him. And with that being said, commissioners like, yo, bro, Calls Tampa Bay Rays and is like, you got to pull your pitcher out right now. The Dodgers have to win this because if, if this is a thing, we have to postpone game seven for like a week because we can't play tomorrow. So you got to get, sorry, you got to get this done now. And what and my, and homie hit me with that. And homie's a Dodgers fan too. I won't mention his name, but I'm calling him homie. Homie told me that. And I was like, oh shit. And he's like, yeah, bro. Like, that's what I think. So, one quick question. Does that mean, so, like, I know the NFL is spoiled and they have the money for everything, but the MLB has a shit ton of money, too. So, if the NFL can do rapid tests, why isn't the MLB doing rapid tests? They didn't want to pay for it. Oh, my God. And that's why I hate the commissioner so much, because this, he just looked completely awful through this entire season. Allowing, the other thing that really made me angry is allowing, I mean, look, the Giants had a shot till the last day of the season to be in the playoffs. And we both know how bad the Giants were this year, right? Like they had a shot to face the Dodgers in the first round. Best out of three. Like, no, you're diluting, you're diluting your regular season products. And I know this year's, you know, unprecedented and 60 games and it's a, mar- it's a sprint instead of a marathon, like baseball's mm-hmm. normally a marathon. But I'm just like, dude, like, a lot of things, these were, these, in my opinion, I thought it was Yankees Dodgers all year, no matter what. Um, the Rays proved to me more than anything that they, their carryover from the last two years, they are, they were a better team than the Yankees. They just have better pitching. 
obviously Blake Snell's amazing, but it's like, it's a miracle of God that we had the two best teams in the world series playing. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that it wasn't like Padres Astros or something like that. It's a fucking miracle. (laughs) It's a fucking miracle. So I'm happy we won. I know that there's a lot of haters and, and people going out there and I would love to debate them on how hard it is to play baseball every fucking day and do double headers every fucking day. Like it's fucking hard. Um, but I want to go get it next year. Um, but even that's in jeopardy in a weird way because we don't know where we'll be next year and what that looks like. Plus a new CBA for them, a new CBA for the NBA, which is something crazy. I know you got your hand up. What, what, what are you going to point out? But for all of the people that are hating on Justin Turner, how do you feel about it? What he did being pulled, coming back out, taking off his mask. So I have good authority. I have great authority on my Dodgers insiders. You got a couple of them there. They would not take the team picture without him. That was A. Uh, Doc was crying and going, where's Justin? Apparently, Justin was crying in the back. And they put them in like an ISO chamber. So his wife came down and they put them in this like little ISO thing that's in like the back hallways of the stadium. Apparently very upset. They didn't even have a fucking TV in it. So he didn't really get to watch like kind of the last outs, um, unfortunately. So <clears throat> when I heard that they would not take the team picture without him, it was about an hour or so after they had won and everything. Everybody was like, we're not taking the team picture without him. And they summoned him out. And the other thing is, is if he tested positive, he obviously had it. Apparently it's 48 hours or something prior. He's hanging out. All these wives had their little trick-or-treat Halloween. Like, I follow the Dodgers wives' Instagram. I know. It's funny. You would do that. Oh, totally. Well, you know, because Joe's wife is like, the, she's like the, the, the owner of that, really. I mean, she really has bonded all of them or banded all of them together. Um, and they had like a little like trick-or-treat party with all their costumes and their kids because they sent the whole families down there. Now, here's, here's where I go all the way back. If you were really scared of COVID, you would have done what David Price did and opt out. Or you would have been like, babe, I'm going to the bubble. Don't come. Don't bring the kids. Don't, you don't come either. They had everybody there. Their entire family was there. Um, to me, it's like, and, and not just them, but the Braves brought their families too. Like everyone was bringing, because they've been without them for a minute. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to kill Justin Turner for doing that because he's waited a very long time for this to happen. This is also, I think the last year for Kenley Clayton, Justin to get the title because the kids are here now. I mean, Corey Seager just won the MVP. He's 26 and he's going to be an old man next year. An old man at 26. Quote unquote. Yeah. The veterans though, the last generation of Dodgers veterans are going to be, that they're two or three years. I mean, Justin's a free agent. He might, he might not even start next year if they sign him and he'll probably sign a team friendly deal. I mean, this is it for these guys. And I don't, you know, the youth is coming and I'm cool with it. I'm, I don't, I'm not mad. I just love how everyone likes to, to blow it out of proportion. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence tests positive for COVID today in Clemson. Clemson doesn't care. They're like, we can win our next two games. It'll be fine. Was he partying? Yeah, who cares? Like, it's it's just, I know that there's like a, a hate relationship with Los Angeles. 
from around the country because I know the weather's really nice right now and it's snowing in other fucking places. I get it. It's beautiful. I took a walk to the I took a walk to the grocery store this morning in 60 degree weather with flip-flops and shorts. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get the hate. I get the hate. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna enjoy it. But I I, I think LA Lakers and Dodgers are gonna be very good for the next three to four years. I mean, the Dodgers have always been in there and, and been heartbreaking. There's something to be said when the pressure's off now and they don't have a shit up their ass anymore. <laughs> a team that has won and plays loose, that's dangerous. Very, very dangerous and not a good sign for other, other teams. But it is also very rare that someone would win a World Series two years in a row. Do you think they'll get a little hangover? Um... I don't know. I mean, next year when I look at the division, the West is going to be more competitive all of a sudden. So the Padres are good. The Giants are going to be better. If we gave you guys Zadi, who's the who was our assistant GM and now he's your GM, he's smart too. He'll, he'll figure that team out. And you guys have a great manager who was supposed to be our manager, but Doc, Doc, Doc took his job. Doc passed the, the interview more than Gabe, Gabe did. I would have loved Gabe Kaplan to be a manager, but you got hot Gabe. Hot Gabe's up there. Hot Gabe. <laughs> Dude, Gabe is hot, man. Gabe is ripped. Woo. So now it's like, so it's like baseball management, football management. Everyone's just hot. Like you just have to be hot to come to San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you have to. Here's you're on TV more than you ever were back in the day. Like, if you were like, "Oh, I'm Bill Parcells," who gives a shit? I'm fat. I have graying hair. I look like I eat like everything in sight. Like, I look at the Dallas Cowboys right now, and I look at Mike McCarthy, and like I posted a meme on the on the Insta page, and I post this meme of Mike McCarthy. Look, it's a Family Guy Peter Griffin with a Dallas Cowboys hat, but he's instead of look the playbook he's looking at is actually a Denny's menu. Like that's what I think <laughs> when I watch Mike McCarthy. He's thinking Arby's. He ain't thinking football, you know. <laughs> like, like you see some of those guys, and then like my mom. Look, we live in a very selfie me culture, right? And sometimes, man, you like look at a quarterback, and you're like, man, he's hot. That kid got picked first on the playground. I mean, it goes back to when they're young. It's the same fucking thing. The same thing. So, I'm down. Yeah. So you got look Steve Nash, head coach of the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. You don't think he's gonna be looking sharp and good in that suit in New York City? Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's one question I have for you though. So there's mm-hmm. this debate now for basketball actually starting December twenty second. After we just oh, God. The, and uh, the players are campaigning for it to actually start on January 16th, which will be MLK Day. Okay. Which side of the fence are you on here? Um okay, so this is all stemming from the fact that like their playoffs ended in October as opposed to June. June. <laughs> okay. Um God. Ugh. Yeah, like, so in, in a month and a half, they want to start it, basically. Um, and it just ended less than a month ago. It feels too soon. <laughs> but I also love having a game to watch on Christmas. Um, 
God, I mean, I get it. I get what they're campaigning for. Um, my only question is, what do they think they're really accomplishing by starting on MLK Day? I don't think it's it's one of those concepts that's like, okay, I can see why that's an idea that you had, but it's almost like, okay, let's just post black squares on Twitter. Okay. But like, what is that actually doing for a cause? You know what I mean? Like, I don't really see, is that really going to make fans be like, oh, this is so meaningful? I don't think so. Yeah, I just, I just want the season to start in January. So if you wanted to start MLK Day or you want to start it February 1st, Black History Month, I'm down for that. I want these guys to have as much time off as possible. Yeah, they need rest. That's what I mean. December seems way too fucking soon. I don't know. Like, and also, like, we have football on Christmas. Like, there's a game on Christmas Day today, this year on Friday. Yeah. And then we, the Niners play on Saturday, the 26th. Like, I'm, like, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm, I'm down. I don't need other basketball. I don't need basketball right now. I always say, you talk about regular seasons that are too long. Basketballs is way too long. 82 games is way, way too long for, for the type of, and the days off and all that. They just, I, I can't. And, and we, the thing with basketball too, that, that gets me is like, there are really good teams and then there's everybody else. So, and LeBron says he'll take, if it starts in December, LeBron's like, I'll be gone till mid January. Sorry. My body won't let <laughs> And I'm totally cool with that. I'm like, cool. Yeah, hey. I mean, what are you expecting of all these, these guys to do? I mean, it's, I mean, obviously they're thinking of money. They're not thinking of their athletes. So that's. Oh, it's always about money. Yeah. Like, so I, I, okay, start whenever you want, LeBron. LeBron, just decide. Yeah, LeBron, you be the mayor. You decide. I mean, even Chris Paul. Mayor of basketball. Yeah, Chris Paul's the president, but we'll see. <laughs> He's tight with LeBron. I just, I just think like, I know they don't want to compete with the Olympics, so they don't want to go in July. And they don't, they, they don't want to start, quote unquote, start in January because football playoffs are going. But it's, at the same time, it's like, dude, I've always said NBA needs to start on Christmas Day. And this year is a little different because of what has happened and what has transpired. But like, let's just give these guys a break. We'll start in January. You guys have had strike seasons I think six of them in your past, you can deal with only playing 60 or 50, 54 games or whatever it was. It's okay. No one gives the Spurs an asterisk. No one gives the Mavericks an asterisk. Like everyone is like, yeah, that just happened. They went to the play because the playoffs, you, it's another fucking season. The way, how long the fucking playoffs are. It's like another Phil Jackson used to say that he's like, yeah, get there and then just make it happen. You know, like that's, that's all. <laughs> so I, uh, I push for the MLK day, not because of the symbolic element, but more just because it's mid-January and I'm okay with that. I got football on Christmas. I got my family to worry about with on Christmas, like NBA on Christmas. I'm good with that. You know, like I didn't never was like, Oh my God, mark my calendar. NBA is going to be on Christmas. Day. <laughs> I'm actually more hyped when football is on Christmas or Christmas Eve. I remember yeah, it's, rare. it's more rare. Yeah. It's fun. Like it was a 2018 Christmas Eve. Um, Cause it was on Monday, Monday night football, Raiders Broncos. Fantastic. My aunt, hardcore Raiders fan. My mom, big time Broncos fan. Ooh. That Christmas Eve was 
fun. It was so fun. And the Raiders ended up winning. And my mom was disappointed, but my aunt was having a good time. Having a yeah. Good time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I've just gotten used to the fact that, like, we would have Lakers Celtics on every Christmas. And if I wanted to tune someone out at the dinner table, I could just stare at the TV. Um, but, you know, I can I can easily live without it. And, yeah, if giving them, like, a two-month break is just, like, not cool. If, if you're, like, an actual athlete that didn't opt out, I know a lot of them did opt out, so they're probably like, I'll start whenever. But, like, yeah, if you just finish playing in October, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, you usually get, if you win an NBA title, you get July, August, September off. You get three months. So and I assume they're doing the bubble again. They're going to have to. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, if they literally just went home to like families and stuff, like, come on. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for summer league basketball to start in December. <laughs> and then we get real basketball in like January or early Feb. Like that's cool. I'll let it pass. So it's so interesting. It's so interesting to me what, what all these people are trying to do to adjust everything. Football, of course, NFL doesn't give a shit. And that segues us into our picks for the week and our recap. Alex, you have 26 total. I have 23. You are in the lead. <laughs> for my noise, my, my noise gate suppressed that, but she really <laughs> scared people I'm telling you guys. I was really rooting for the underdogs. The only one that let me down was the Bears. The damn Bears. Come on, I Nick. I thought they would win too, but I, I, something told me to pick the Rams just because the Bears can't move the football. Um, they really can't. And, and then Nick Foles calls out his coach. How about that? How about Nick Foles being just straight up honest and being like, I don't know, he's not playing. He doesn't know how much time I have. I have no time to throw the ball. And he calls these complex plays. It's just stupid. And I'm like, oh, yes, My yes, God, yes. Awkward. It's like, God <laughs> fucking sing. Like, oh, I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So it is hate week, by the way. Yes. I'm so excited for Sunday because I will be with the lovely Jessica, who is diehard Vikings. And it's there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She has hate week, too. So. Oh, yeah, because she's facing the Packers. Is she going to be okay when the Packers, like, Demolish the Vikings. I know it's gonna be bad. <laughs> and Rogers like loves playing the Vikings. He's like, oh yeah, it's purple just gets me going, you know? Oh my god. <laughs> purple just gets me going. <laughs> yeah, purple's just like my it's my it's my birthstone or it's something. It's like shit. that little it's like a bullfighter with yeah. the like he just sees purple and he's going for it. Yeah. I wish I had like a stat boy on my payroll to like pull up Aaron Rodgers' stats against the Vikings his entire career. There's gotta be something insane. Oh, yeah. And especially this year. I mean, ugh. Um, hey, man, she likes Kirk Cousins. That's her dude. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's funny. So you got six right last week. I got four. That puts you firmly ahead in the lead by three points. 23 to 26, you and I. So week eight, as we look ahead. So speaking of hate week, there's three. There's Vikings Packers, uh, Steelers, uh, Ravens, and, of course, the Niners and the Sheehawks. So, let's start Vikings and Packers. Who are you going with? It's going to be the Packers. I, I agree. Like, yeah. Normally, this is hate week for them, but since Tom, Tom Terrific, like if I walked into the state of New York and sat down at a diner in the city of Buffalo and was just like, 
Tom Brady. People will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> he no longer is a Patriot. So normally it would be hate week for Patriots Bills, but it is not. Who are you taking for Patriots Bills? This is tough because Patriots are doing terrible right now. Um, I'm going to go Bills because I think, I think they might play decently. Like you think they're going to come back, but I think it's Cam Newton still going to, Cam and, and Bill are not together right now. Yeah, I think, I think the COVID thing ruined their season. They were looking pretty hot for a minute. And uh, uh, chemistry is a real thing. You got to practice. And Cam looked like he did not practice at all. He just threw the ball up in the air and the 49ers got it. <laughs> yeah. A couple times, right? Or was yeah, it was a couple times, I believe. A couple times. Uh, and Jimmy and, and the defense for the Patriots just was like, I don't know where we're going. Did, did, did you did you did you practice this week? I didn't practice this week. Did you practice this week? I don't know. Did, oh, he just ran by us. OK. Our wait, wait, wait. Dude, was there a practice this week? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's a touchdown for them. Fuck. Our bad. <laughs> it looked really bad. I was I was surprisingly happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. Other hate week games. Steelers Ravens in Baltimore. Okay, I'm going to go Ravens this time because I want the Steelers to fucking lose. That's how I felt with Seattle last week. I was like, I want them down. Do you hate the Steelers or something? No, but they're like, they're the only thing that's undefeated right now. Yeah, because they're pretty good. And I want them to go down. It has to happen at some point. Yeah, I think they lose this week. I I think the Ravens coming off the bye week, Karina. It's their time to lose. (laughs) It's your time to lose, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> I do think the Steelers are really good this year, though. And the Ravens. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the Ravens just had an extra week to prepare. They had an extra week to prepare. So, uh, Saints at Bears. I'm going to go Saints. I think, I think they're, the Bears are still struggling a little bit. So, I think Daddy Drew is going to handle. Yeah. Daddy Drew outside, never a good thing, but. The Bears' offense just does not know how to move the football. Their defense is so good, and it might be a really close, sloppy, ugly North Pacific, you know, or uh, excuse me, North Mid North game or whatever. You know, the Midwest, the tundra, the frozen tundra. Like it'll be that kind of a game, but I think I think Daddy Drew will pull it off, or you know, a butt fumble will happen, and the Bears will lose something. Something stupid. <laughs> butt fumble. Yes, a butt fumble. Um, okay. Normally another good hate week game, but one team is pretty much hurt. The other team is just the Eagles. So <laughs> the NFC least, as I call it, you have the two and five Cowboys, or I think they're two and four. Let me just double check this because let's get it I, right. I want to get this right to show you how fucking pathetic this division is. And let's take a look here. The two, four, and one Eagles, they did tie the Bengals. Wear that with pride, Philly. Wear that one hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Against the two and five Cowboys, who still have a shot at winning this division. Jesus. <laughs> well, um, thing, yeah, one of these teams will be in the playoffs, unfortunately. God. And I hope it's the Washington football team, to be honest. I hope they come up the rear and they're like, ha yeah, that'll be fun. They they need something because their season's just I mean, they're the Washington football team now. 
But check this out. The Giants are one and six. The Giants could get like on a two game hot streak and like flip everything around. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, okay, Cowboys, Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles. I mean, Cowboys are just so they're no. They just they might as well just like let their bench guys just play and get experience on the field because they're gonna lose anyways. Yeah, well, their their third string quarterback is about to play. I don't know if you saw the concussion for Andy Dalton. Oh yeah, fuck! Not only was it kind of a uh, a symbolic look into the you know America's team and how they're how things are going. You know, it's like how it started, how is it, how it's going. You know, mm-hmm. that's how it's going. The other thing is like nobody gave a shit that someone just launched into their quarterback and everyone just kind of stood around and were like, bro, you like, like moving him. Are you okay? You good? <laughs> like normally if that happens to Jimmy, like McGlinchey or Joe Staley would fucking fight the guy that did that or whatever. This team is, yeah, this team's like, uh, heart, cart, No, oh, somebody. <laughs> That's so sad. I know they, they are a team. They are a team without a captain. I mean, they just reflect America. It's cool. That truly is America's team. No, it truly is. It truly is. It is, uh, you know, uh, owned by the, the white devil and a person that yells at radio hosts and cusses them out as a multi-billionaire. And um, also, it's just mediocre and asinine. And it, what, what am I favorite? It's a delusional. Their fans are delusional. It reminds me of the country I live in. So you are America's team, everybody. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are America. Uh, Raiders at Browns. Ah, Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders. This is our first differential pick this week. I am going with the Browns because for some fucking reason, I think the Browns are okay. Not great. They're just okay. Right. I don't know. I just, I just, I feel like you can always kind of, it's a safe bet, just assuming that they're going to lose. But yeah, they might just turn it out. I don't know. This but is like the ra- most random 5-2 and two team ever. Like, <laughs> they have a winning record and everyone's just waiting for like a brown shoe to drop, you know? A brown shoe to drop. Yeah, <laughs> you get my joke. You get it. <laughs> All right. Hate week. Hate week. Niners, Sheehawks in Seattle. There will be no fans, so their 12th man don't work anymore. Nobody, you can hear. Jimmy Garoppolo will be able to hear himself. He'll also be able to hear his calm podcast or whatever while it's talking him through everything while he's throwing <laughs> the ball. You are beautiful. You are radiant. Fly. That jawline, no one can touch it. Yeah, it's probably, it's actually Tom Brady. Probably Tom Brady's voiceover being like. Yeah, that. Remember when I used to. Definitely. Give you that butt tap at practice. Tell you how good you're gonna be, but I told you, you're never gonna have as hot of a wife as I as I do. You're never gonna do that. But you can throw the ball. That's okay. Look at that jawline. Wow. wow. Give him a smile, Jimmy. Give him yeah. a smile, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Wink at the camera. <laughs> Wink at the camera. There you go. There you go. When I I did share, uh, you know that picture that the Niners posted of Jimmy with like that gold chain on. Or yeah. I posted that, you know, on IG, and then Jess. Our our uh, our Minnesotan responds to me and she goes, oh, "All right, he's hot." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> but he needed the gold chain to like. <laughs> the Jess, I told Jess when we were in Mexico 
shit, it felt like last year and it really was this year we were in Mexico. Oh my God. Build this area. We were all in Mexico. I was just like, you just won't take, you just can't take the hotness next week. I was like, the bike, she's like, the bike, you just beat the States. We're so good. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're not hot though. You're not hot. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. the hot boys. Oh, the hot boys. I know we got that are half, of, yak them now. Are <laughs> half of them are injured. The hot boys are more like the IR boys. And then um, the yak. Yeah, I like the yak boys a lot. We got the yak boys now. It's fine. No, one of our yak boys is also hurt this today. Debo Samuel will not be playing because everyone on the Niners just gets hurt no matter what. I'm telling you. This training staff, I want you to come on this show and tell me what you're doing. I want you to tell me how you're stretching them, how you're massaging them, what supplements you're giving them. Because why are we the most fucking hurt team across the board? Like everyone has injuries, but like it is like superstar injuries every time. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it's fucked. Um, so who are we getting here? I, I'm going for our boys. I'm going to say Niners. I think they're feeling good after last week, at least emotionally. And yeah, I think they don't have their 12th man, you know, that BS. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with our boys. I don't know if Jamal Adams is going to play and that's, that that's like a big thing for me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is. Pick one, pick one, pick one. I am picking the Niners to win this game because I think Kyle Shanahan has realized I just need to play simple and it'll be okay. Even though I have um, like multitude of injuries, this is also a divisional game. We need this win. Like we need everyone, but that we need this one more than anything. And I just, the Seahawks defense is atrocious. It is surprising that how bad it is and it can't stop a cold. So the best thing to do, because their offense is so good, like Russell Wilson is definitely probably your MVP this year. You just keep him off the field. And if we mm-hmm. can do that and just run the ball, take time off the clock, hang out, do whatever, take our time talk about what we're doing tomorrow night with our fam, you know, and then hike the ball. I think we're going to be good, but we have to play possession football. And I think we will. I like that it's an afternoon game and not a primetime game, to be honest, too. Yes. I think that works in our favor. A little bit. (laughs) I also like that, like, since we're hurt and, like, everyone is, like, forgotten about us, I like us being there. I like being the forgotten team and not favored. I think this team works better that way. Yeah. I could, I could see that. I mean, yeah, I agree. So there's our NFL picks for this week, looking ahead. And now a little bit of pop culture, what you've been watching. You've been watching anything or just still? I am catching up on the boys. I'm like halfway through. I actually don't even know. Their episodes are actually surprisingly long. I think I'm only on like episode four. Um, mm. But it's good. I'm liking it. I know that... I think it deviated completely from the original storyline, right? Completely, yeah. Yeah, they're going off on their own now. Um, I like it. It's giving me the appropriate amount of, like, goriness and cringiness, like, with fucking Homelander and his obsession with milk. Um, it's, it's really ironically weird, but it's great. <laughs> it's so weird. Even just being in someone's house, he grabs a carton of milk and is like... <sighs> <laughs> just like, oh God. I know it's so weird so fucking creepy um and I I took a dip into just classic Halloween movies 
as of recently, I did watch some um, Frank and Weenie. And the original or the newer one? Oh, original. There the, what? I didn't know there was a newer the one. The new animated one. What? Okay, but what year did this come out? Oh, what, what year? Like new? What do you mean by new? 2012. Oh, I don't think so. What does that even look like? I didn't know there was... It, it's animated. It's, it looks like a little bit of Nightmare Before Christmas and... Um, you know, Tim, Bur- Tim Burton did do it. It's in black and white. It's actually really, really good. It's really good. If you have not yeah, seen it. Yeah, I think that is the one I watched. So wait, what is the other one? There's another one? No, his original, original Frank and Weenie. Like from oh. 1984. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, there's one from 1984 yeah. that he did while he was uh, living in Burbank and hanging out and stuff. And like, that was oh. uh, one of his like first movies. Like Pee-wee's oh. Adventure was like right after that, I think. Oh yeah, I only know of the animated one. I love that movie though. The animated one is yeah. I think Pee-wee's Big Adventure was right after, like one year later. They're like, oh, this kid can direct. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I love yeah. both. I mean, the '84 one is definitely cheesy. It's definitely some a kid's first movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the animated movie is really good. So that's a good one. Good nice. One. Yeah, and then and then I watched my other. Stable. I watched Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, as any good girl does. Get Bette Midler. <laughs> you know, I in any other movie, Sarah Jessica Parker is always or anything is just a horse to me. In that movie, she's hot though. I don't know why. Yeah, they somehow as a witch, she's cute. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe there's like a I don't know. It works in that movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, great uh, film. Great movie. I think if there's anything else. I'm looking forward to. I actually personally don't really like most horror movies. I think if I'm going to watch something on the scary side, I'm more suspense and thriller. Sure. For me, horror, it's like the things I don't like are like the uh, hostile or like that kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, you're just like, it's gore. It's gore gore porn, torture porn. Yeah. You're just, yeah, you're just trying to find different ways to dismember a body and film it. Um, that to me is just like, oh God, I can't even like, I, I wanted some snacks while watching a movie and now I can't eat anything. Um, so no, it's suspenseful stuff. I like more. I can go back and watch like scream. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's a great movie. I fucking love scream. Like those, they're great. Like little Drew Barrymore and all that, like such a good time. So I may, I may try to dig back and try to find some of those. Cause that's the kind of shit I do like little. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that stuff too. I I like good Wes Craven, right? Scream, New Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. First, I mean, I love Freddy Krueger movies because they're funny, you know. Because Robert England should have a, a lifetime achievement award one day for being Freddy Krueger. Um, the first Halloween, like the original nineteen seventy eight Halloween, is really is always good. I watched that actually like second week of October, I think. Um, and it's funny because supposed to take place in illinois and it's totally pasadena (laughs) (laughs) is that colorado boulevard (laughs) yeah you're like oh shit no it's it's literally south pass it's like it's like right yeah like right by the train station in south pass (laughs) wow but it's funny because like she walks like there's this one shot where it pans they do a pretty good job and then it pans but then you see like palm trees in the back you're like yeah that's not Mm, awkward (laughs) but it's still really really good the first one the first one's really really good um there was a halloween 
uh, was it 40 years later that came out? I think, yeah, in the 2018, which was actually pretty good too. Um, again, it's the suspense, it's the slow walk. It's, it's not like gore, gore, gore and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like, mm-hmm. and if, and if anything's going to be like that gory, I want it to have this like very practical effect to it. And like, uh, like phantasm would be one. That's a completely terrible I don't movie. Think I've seen that. Came out in the oh, early eighties, I think. Um, okay. but it is like pretty cool with like a low budget and you know, I geek out on that stuff and yeah, and one thing I've noticed, let me know your opinion on this. I've noticed with like, with this genre, if it's gore porn and it's just dismemberment everywhere, then the storyline usually suffers or the acting is just terrible because it doesn't even really matter. It's just get murdered on screen. Um, so it's like, I feel like, uh, like the movies themselves just aren't that good. Yeah, because it, it's it's not... I think it's really hard to make a good comedy and a good horror film. I think those are the two oh, hardest yeah. films to make actually, because you, you, you have to walk so many different lines and tightrope around things. And there's just, it's tough because you had these indie kids that like a Wes Craven that were making these movies with no budget or even, yeah, John Carpenter with the thing and, um, well, that had a budget, but like Escape from New York or something like that. You had these really like indie kids that were just like, I am going to make my movie and figure it out and find some producer hotshot guy. and He's going to make my movie. And then there became this like school of people like Eli Roth. And um, they just, Eli Roth has some talent, but he's just not, it's not original. And it's like, I'm just going to torture people and it's going to be gory. Or like the human exactly. centipede. Right. Um, oh God, do, yeah. I do really like the first, the first Saul. It's the one. Yeah, because it was different. At that point, it was something different, like, cool. And then it just went to, like, what, Saw 15? Like, yeah, yeah, like, let me saw everything off, you know? Like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I will say, with Eli Roth, um, I just want him to be the bear Jew all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's not talented. I mean, he's, he's definitely a good actor, and he has. Like, turned on. I was like, ooh, beat someone You're up. good looking guy. Ooh. Yeah, get, step out from behind that camera, baby, and get in front of it. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, so you brought up uh, how horror and comedy are the hard, hardest ones to kind of get a good outcome with. I did recently rewatch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Great- so good. <laughs> so good. Just, uh, if you need a laugh, that one. So I just, I just finished Sopranos. Oh. Talking about, because this would be my third time over. And my, um, the psychiatrist, everyone's like, psychiatrist, psychiatrist. And I always think of Sarah Marshall, go see a psychiatrist. I hate the psychiatrist. Well, go see one anyway. (laughs) 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 That's the shit. And and you know what reminded me of? I was like, holy shit, Russell Brand. Like, I forgot about him. He's just like gone from pop culture. Well, he just does political rambles now. Which are actually kind of, I mean, he's, he's got great, he makes great points and stuff, but like, you know, I mean, I do love Get Him to the Greek as well. It's a, it's a fun mm-hmm. one. But right, for, that was like years ago, right? He hasn't done anything in years, movie-wise, right? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Maybe he's in rehab or something. Well, I think he's sober now. He did, he was in something, was he in Ballers? I don't watch that show because I just, it, it got kind of lame, but like I... 
I think he was in ballers like this last two seasons of ballers or something. He's like a British billionaire or something that like wanted to buy a team. Uh, I don't yeah, know. He actually could totally be doing shit in Britain. <laughs> well, he is British. So. Back, back in that other country, that island or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, it's Game of Marshall is like a classic, classic movie. It's so just well written because it's what every breakup feels like sometimes and you're just like there at, at, at certain points i know i definitely felt that way certain times and just like the awkwardness of trying to like you know just the characters in it like paul rudd's great uh what's his name uh mcintyre from 30 rock he's in it and you know it's it's good bill Hader, even bill Hader is like the brother <laughs> supportive friend who's like trying to get him back on his feet yeah it's 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 it's, it's like we're not even blood you're my stepbrother i will cut you she's the mother of my own poor child that whole scene of just like when he's like got this he's like look sarah bought me this container because i always left my cereal boxes open they would get stale and now i i they don't because i have this container I, and now i have the freshest cereal the freshest cereal it's like <laughs> little shit like that that you're like yeah Oh, this is this is me or my friend at one point during a breakup. So it's a great, great flick. But scary movies, yeah, scary films, horror films. Watch some like old Italian stuff. Watch some there there's some really good movies out there um that are back from like the 70s. Even Asian uh Korean cinema. Um there's some really you want to see something horrific, you watch the original old boy. You're you're there's not not really much I've heard. I think you told me about that. That like you're you feel sick you want to feel sick for different reasons other than seeing blood and guts you will feel sick i guarantee it and you will not really know what to do with your life after you watch it that'll make you fucking think something the original one not the spike lee piece of shit remake do not do that do not do that one um what else have i seen um what was i streaming oh i oh scary but not scary the haunting of Bly manor I have heard many things from coworkers about this. So I watched Mike Flanagan, who's amazing director. He does, he, he's very good in the suspense horror genre. That's, that's his thing. He just, the biggest thing he's done since is he directed Dr. Sleep, which I thought was really, really good and a better ending than the book. And I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I thought the movie actually had a better ending than the book. Um, he did the first haunting of Hill House, which was really good. I, and not just because it was scary, but like the characters I cared about a lot. And I cried at the end, like a baby because it was so beautifully well done. This show haunting a blind manor. I don't think he was, he was a producer, but he wasn't involved in writing and directing it. And it shows, and it was okay. It was something that I could have just been done in like five episodes instead of nine, but ah. What are you going to do? And it's not really, if you are easily startled by easy tricks, then little jump scares, then it's for you. If you're more like me, that's freaked out when things don't move, but they're in the shot or there's the subtle, like the exorcist. One of the creepiest things is the demon when she's getting the exam and the demon just comes into the frame for a second. There's no sound. There's no jump scare. It's just the demon smiling for like about four seconds that's freaky. That's freaky. <laughs> and the, the, the haunting of Hill house had those things. 
Um, I thought the cast was a little bit more tight in that show too. And this one felt just, it, it's a love story. There is a love story there, but it's just not that well done. It's okay. It's okay. It's not horrible. It's not bad. It's just like, man, you know, we got another one done. So got another one done. Check it off the list. Um, and if you want to see something awesome and funny, uh, Borat just, you know, it gets the woman that plays his daughter is steals the show. She's fucking fantastic. Oh my God. She, (laughs) she cracks my shit up. She's great. Um, and then the end, you know, like there's in the original Borat, there's the running of the Jew and they don't do that anymore because now I've learned it's running of the American and shows like Karen and Ken. Oh God. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so, and Rudy Giuliani tries to take his pants off and it's great. So yeah, I need, that's I need, scary. Uh, that, that's fucking scary. Yeah. That's a good one. I'll watch that tonight. It's a, it's a fun one. It's a fun one. And I think it's hard to replicate the original Borat just because everyone knows who he is now and permits and lawsuits and things of that nature. But he does his best with certain people. The one part that got me though, when he goes to the Trump rally and that this can scare many people too, when he goes to Trump rally and starts singing his song about like gassing people and everyone's like, hell yeah, you know, and give the Wuhan to Obama and like all these people and everyone's just at the rally. Like, hell yeah. And he's like country Joe slim or whatever. Uh, that's great. That might scare some people. That makes me laugh. Cause I know I've been around hillbilly Jim and hillbilly Jane. I know how they think. They're scary. That is scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is some real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Read, read a, read a, a whole write up on QAnon and, and how it, people. Think oh no. Oh God. That'll no. scare you. Yeah. That's real life shit. It's right fringe, there. man. It's funny how, how fringed we've become. So, uh, go, go and vote and yeah, go vote. <laughs> yeah. What'd you forget about asking people to vote? <laughs> so everybody, uh, look up Antifa, look up QAnon, look up like, <laughs> Look at all of this shit. And also just remember to go vote. Get your scary, real life scary story read. And then come Tuesday or before that, if you're getting it early, you know, just think about all this stuff. Yeah, just think about it. Think about the world, you know, in the future. Maybe if you want to see the, this world continue to go down the path, you can watch Escape from New York or you can watch Blade Runner. You know, and just look at what what's ahead because it's coming. If you we continue going down the road, we're going down. So that's okay. That's what you want. All right. Well, the next thing I'm looking forward to is Sunday. Hate work. Hate work. <laughs> I'm, gonna hate him, I'm gonna ask Rock and Bruce to just play like Pantera for me. Cocaine killer, psycho, cocaine, cocaine killer. Just fucking system of down. Just fucking hate work. Oh my god. <laughs> work. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I just can't even get. It's just it's hate week. It's something that people yeah. uh, people at the Niners Nation started. Who is a great website for Niners fans. Um, we all get to overreact to everything and underreact to all. And we started hate week like what six years ago when Richard Sherman was still on the Seahawks. So maybe even seven years ago. Hate week, hate week, hate week, hate, hate week, hate, 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 hate. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. Have a happy Halloween and be safe, everybody. 
And uh, Alex, I'll see you Sunday. I'll see you Sunday. Go Niners!